Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another micro episode of Flame On uh, with your co-host, Brian. Hey, and who are you? BJ. I am also the (laughs) co-host. It's it's been a long week. We partner up. Um, (laughs) So we are back again, uh, this time for special number three of Doctor Who, the uh penultimate episode of the 60th anniversary um we are recording this on the 14th of december so uh, in just a couple of weeks uh about two weeks we will have our christmas special with shurigatwa our new doctor so so you're counting um, the christmas special as the like as part of the 60th then i'm not I oh, thought okay, the, I thought the sixteenth were the three episodes. I thought yeah, but, I thought this was uh, special three was the penultimate of the well, no, 16th penultimate anniversary. is the one before the ultimate, which is the last one. So technically, uh, Wobble Yonder is penultimate, unless I've right. totally been doing that wrong. But I think I'm right as always. So yell yell at me in the comments. Have we gotten any comments yeah, lately? Actually, have these episodes <laughs> even gone out yet? I don't think they've gone out. I think you're going to see in the feed over the next like. <laughs> You know, basically after the Christmas special between then and uh, the new the new series, you'll you'll get these uh, at some point. I know the first one did because we did we got our little critique of it's uh, Russell T Davies, um, a, and we ha- still open on that. Still, you know, but again, if you haven't heard the last episode, you know we put out a a, cha- a challenge to show uh, proof that you are correct. So do your work. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you hear that listeners do your work yep. not <laughs> How do can your we worst. be successful i'm not daring you i'm just saying i need any primary sources i need an interview just to remind people maybe they skipped the wobbly yonder one because they were like eh, it's okay it's not my favorite it doesn't look that interesting um you have to show russell saying his name or somebody like close to him saying his name and him not correcting them like you know you might do so just saying I, ho- I hope you realize this means if i make it to a convention and Catherine tate or anybody from the show 
is there. I'm asked, that's that's the question I'm gonna I'm gonna walk I'm gonna walk up and ask that question. I'm not gonna ask any like type of deep meaningful question. I'll be like, how do you spell how, how do you pronounce Russell T. Davies' last name? Is it Davies or Davis? I mean, this is the ultimate question in the universe. Like this is this is more whatever than the the name of the doctor. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's huge. Like we gotta know. <laughs> we- Actually, that's not true. <laughs> I'm I sorry, mean, Moffat. That was totally not. I'm I'm, I'm out of line here. I gotta gotta remember my place. <laughs> I worship at the church of of Stephen Moffat, and that's how you say his name. By the way, it's Moffat, uh, not Great <laughs> Satan, as I think some like to do. Uh, <laughs> he who cannot write women. Uh, I uh, mean, the, <laughs> I mean, he can introduce them well. Like he can introduce female characters perfectly it's it's the landing that that he he he, Mm -hmm. i think river song's the only one he kind of stuck the landing with Mm -hmm. um because i mean i'm not disagreeing i'm not disagreeing that he stuck the landing with russell with russell oh my god i'm not disagreeing that he stuck the landing with river song i would beg to differ that he did not stick the landing with others but actually relevant to this episode we're about to talk about uh there may or may not have been a little shade thrown across the showrunners in this episode. Yes. Yes. So we, we, we'll, get, so, we'll, get to that. we'll get to that. Um, it was starting at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start. Um, Oh God. Now the song's running through my head. Thank um, you for that. L- and l- listener, you're welcome. You've just been not Rick rolled, but uh, I don't even know. Sound of music rolled. Um, Julie, <laughs> Julie rolled. Julie, I like rolled. Julie rolled. I like that. Julie I rolled. Julie rolled. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll go a little bit more traditional on this episode. Uh, what is what is some of the stuff that you really liked for this for this episode? Because there was a lot, a lot happened here. Holy crap! All right, I don't want to take all of them, and I'm so I'm gonna I'm doing one, okay. but I'm doing the one that delighted me the most. Are you ready? All right, listeners, by generation, baby, by <laughs> generation, that one thing like the episode's great. Totally not no notes, but like few notes by generation was such a shock, such a delight, such a cop out in so many ways, <laughs> but also such a redux of uh, the end of what was it? Uh, Doomsday. Was that when the doctor went off and and he had a clone and the clone went kind to hang Yeah. So, he, so, he- so yeah yeah you're right actually that it, is that is I, oh who wrote that russell t davis <laughs> russell davies sure so <laughs> i love by generation this is unprecedented and i know this is totally out of order but you asked my favorite uh doctor who passes the torch he doesn't split and run the marathon uh well i guess in this case he splits one of the halves runs the marathon to completion or whatever, or to the next guy or next person. And then the other one goes and like retires in France with a friends of his family. I mean, well, like, well, it's not even, it's not even really, re- it's, it's, it, and, and like th- that moment was so great, especially when they actually, I'm so glad they left in like a moment where they all just kind of chatted and talked. And the whole thing with him being like, we're time Lords we're doing rehab out of order because he was like, I'm fine. And he's like, I'm fine because you fixed yourself. You, you took a breath. And I love that where you essentially have David Tennant is now trauma doctor. (laughs) He, he's the doctor holding all the trauma and he's 
taking a break. And I, I, I love that because it kind of, it gives him a happy ending question mark, but it also the, just the way shooties doctor like, you know, was very delicate with him and cradled him and was like, when you think about it, it's, it's, if you had a chance to talk to yourself, like, how honest would you be? And also how gentle would you be with yourself knowing you're being extraordinarily rough on yourself and you need you like you, you like he's, he knows what he needs and he knows he can't make him get what he needs. All he can do is tell him, but, but the thing is then you have Donna there and Donna comes in and is like, I mean, I'm usually right in these situations and in a very Donna way, she's like, I've been telling you, I've been telling you these things. You need I've to been chill telling out. you this for the last day that we've been hanging out together again. <laughs> it's a long day, but it's been a day. So no. And I, it's funny you say that. Cause I don't think I thought about the whole, um, this is therapy. We do therapy out of order or whatever, because in my head, and I don't know that I entirely, there's a lot to unpack on this. So we're going to, we're going to dwell for here for a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. the, the shooties 15th, isn't a so this is what confuses me most it's not a branched timeline where you have both doctors off on their own little mini timelines although it is in 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 a way of speaking but because they by generate and they're there together and they're hanging out which by the way doctors the doctors have have interacted before i mean you don't even have to go very far back the 50th anniversary actually Mm -hmm. you don't have to go that far back uh, the regeneration of Capaldi's doctor into uh, Jody um, Whitaker's doctor. Oh, yeah. He with, goes he and hangs out up. with the first doctor. Like, mm-hmm. Doctor Who has long done this thing where they will uh, you know, run into each other, right? But it's at the end or some points in their timeline when that would make sense. What's new here isn't that. It's that one doctor didn't die. Their, the 14th doctor's timeline isn't over. It's going to keep on running in parallel in real time or sort of, so to speak with shooties, the 15th doctor. So it's interesting because now I'm thinking what you, what you said and what they said and what shooty said in the, in the show, it's almost like, okay, well, because you're taking this break, shooties, doctor telling uh, tenants, doctor, because you are doing this, I am okay. But, but at the end of the t- 14th, oh my God, I'm so far down a rabbit hole around. I'm sorry. The end of the 14th doctor's life, what happens? Does he regenerate into shooty and there's now two of them? Like, I have questions. And so I don't, and, and by the way, Doctor Who is not something you really should do this with because it is all turtles all the way down. It's a house of turtle cards. <laughs> you pull one and the whole thing collapses. So please understand that I am not at all very serious about this. But but in a little way, I am because it's like, huh? <laughs> like, how does that work? I doesn't. It doesn't matter. I think the takeaway is tenant needs some rest, right? I mean, that that's yeah. the case they've been building. That's why he chose his old face Obviously, the flux, which they've definitely used that flux situation in a very good way here, showing trauma. And I do appreciate that Russell Davies, Davis, what you know, whatever. He <laughs> knows about trauma. He is writing about how people deal with trauma, and he is doing it from a place of direct knowledge. That man has had trauma in his life. 
uh, most like, I don't know, most recently, but he lost his husband of like 10 plus years, only a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that is catastrophic for any person to lose a partner, a spouse or whatever. I mean, that is that is such trauma. Uh, plus, then the pandemic is trauma. Like, so there's so much trauma he's probably talking about and processing. And, and in some ways, the Doctor Who franchise has had trauma in its history of just this production issue, this producer issue, this actor issue. I mean, in some ways, it's like a meta commentary on the Doctor Who Sorry, my computer's decided to beep at me. Uh, the Doctor Who <laughs> franchise having all this trauma. And so so it, it, it is both a cop-out. It is both a redux on the whole. And you get a, you get a doctor. You get a doctor. Everybody gets a doctor. Um, but also a way to say, listen, you need to deal with your shit. Old doctors, Doctor Who, the past. Shooty represents something that is now moving forward it's it's a new thing he is reinvigorated reinvigorated invigorated invigorate might be a word i don't know i just made it up but like he's renewed (laughs) and he has an emotional maturity that the doctor does not typically demonstrate even if maybe they have it i mean jody's doctor a little bit a little bit more but like Shooty comes out of the gate so nurturing and so queer coded. I can, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that too, but just so great and so loving and tender with Tenant, and and that's all that matters. By generation, it, you can pick it apart like I just did a little bit ago. You can you can think it's ridiculous. You can whatever reactions people are having. I'm sure they're having kittens about this, but at the end of the day, it's about trauma. It's about healing from trauma. It's about knowing when to take a break. And in our culture, that's something that's also relevant. People are hitting walls with their own traumas and taking uh-huh. breaks, whether it's quiet quitting or turning down certain things or or whatever they're doing, going back to school, doing doing whatever. Like they're people are dealing with trauma in their own ways, and it's all relevant to what we're going through as a society now. So I love that. Thank you, Russell. I appreciate this moment. It was delightful and shocking. It made me cry. It made me laugh. <laughs> All of the things. So yes, that's that's my generation, baby. Well, it's and it's so funny too because like, uh, so and and now I'm going to go through my overanalyzing thing. So yes, you are correct. Their timelines are aligned until he leaves. Then he's out of the. Then he's out of that specific timeline and running off and doing whatever he wants. So it's kind of it's kind of like finishing and and that's what I that's why I love that line where we're time lords we're doing rehab out of order. Um, so and I do love like he comes out joyful, uh, like super excited. It and that and that was the thing I loved about Jody because Kerpaldi's doctor wasn't going to regenerate. He was done. And he was over it and he essentially gave himself another chance to experience joy. And that's what I loved about Jody's is because Jody's comes out the gate, super excited, super nerdy, loves like using slang in like the wrong way. Just like until she runs into something that just is a bore's life. She was super excited and super happy just to like experience something new. And so I love that Shooty's kind of brought in a similar feel with the like, like, especially, especially when he's saying goodbye and he's just like, all right, kid, I love you. Get out. <laughs> and, and, and I, I love that because where, so if you think about it in the terms, he's, he remembers 
at some point he remembers being stationary and taking his time and recovering, which explains why now he's ready to go. Like he's ready to run off. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was, that was a, a wonderful moment. But my, one of my top things for the episode has got to be Neil Patrick Harris as the toy maker because he chewed he chewed that up. He, every single scene he's in, I love the switching up of the, um, of the, uh, accents and how he, like, and, and he's so playfully mean, like that whole scene with the puppet show and he's going through all the companions and the doctor is essentially just like, it's like uh, where he goes through Amy Pond and he's like, she actually died of old age. And he's like, well, that's all right then. And it's just like how he keeps going and going and going and go to the doctor into playing a game. Uh, just like, and then of course the spice up your life m- number, like, cause personally that is my favorite spice girl song. I feel it's underappreciated. Um, Absolutely, I don't hear it enough, uh, and and it was absolutely hilarious. Very creepy, especially it. We, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the scene of everything, everywhere, all at once, when the main uh, antagonist shows up and starts warping reality randomly. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a very like it's gleeful, but it's also like when when he turns the guys into to balls and. Oh. And Kate's like, what happened to them? And he's like, they're dead. I'm so sorry. Like, just the fact that he can just, if he touches anybody, they could die. Well, like, and the, the scientist uh, person uh, whose name I should probably know by now, but um, like holds up the ball and you see the face of the soldier in it. So obviously the balls are sentient. And oh, that's like, uh, Shirley crap. Bingham. Shirley, thank you. And like, just like, that's horrifying. Do you know what that whole number reminded me of? Uh, and yeah, everything everywhere all at once makes sense. It's it's got that same kind of tone, but it's the uh, the master when he's dancing around to uh, oh. uh, the rogue traders uh, voodoo baby. Uh, oh, I thought he, it was no. I thought it was um, he was dancing to um, I don't know. Oh, you're right. You're right. Whether no, you should live or die by Scissor Sisters. Yeah, you're right. They use the other song for the um, Tokla Toklafane when they when they fly out. They oh yeah, here but come no, the drums. Right. Oh, yeah, it was Scissor Sisters. Um, uh, I can't decide. I can't decide. Yeah, that one. Um, but so so, and and again, that's another Russell, you know, number. So like again, Russell has these things that like, and and I appreciate his tropes. I appreciate his moments where he he takes a villain and gives them this fantastic dance number. I I want to say Neil Patrick Harris has always been somebody, even back in Doogie Howser, that I was like, oh yeah, no, he's pretty cool. And then in the last 10 years, pretty much since he came out, you know, he had announced his husband and the kids, and he has all of these different interests that he's very public about, including magic. He's been on Broadway. I mean, this role could not have been played by many people in there because, I mean, he did the dancing. He did the the other other choreo stuff. He did the, um, the, ac- the accents. The accents. He did the card tricks, the sleight of hand. In, in a, one of the behind-the-scenes videos, he was going to do the puppetry himself, and then they did insert shots with actual, like, 
puppeteers who you know built puppets just to make it really clear but but like he is a uh, polyglot i guess is a term like he just does all of the things and he was just so memorable and i the accents is an interesting thing and i want to touch on the games but the accent part of the reason that he does this is he puts on these visages he's plays he plays characters right in in kind of a way that you know if you're really into a sport you kind of a you kind of adapt in some small way to the sport. You you pick up aspects of the culture. He goes full on into the period he's in, the game he's doing, the thing, just to really immerse himself, kind of like an actor in a role. Uh, and it's tying back to when he was a toy maker in the first Doctor's era when he was dressed uh-huh. as a very horrible Chinese like sort of appropriation, but in a in a in a almost a worse. It, it wasn't just I'm a fan of Chinese culture. I want to look like that. No, he did a pastiche of it you know uh that was now very offensive but i mean that's the that's that's the character so then a somewhat callback they're making him german and they're making him i mean english is kind of his default right but like they're using that as his like i don't know like his part of his play part of his 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 stuff but the ball thing is great because like what was the first game right probably the a ball sure i mean why yep. not we got nothing we got, we got no idea but the, the the tie that in as this murder that like one of the first murders was the ball and then the last ball is you know the last skull or whatever of, of humanity mm-hmm. and then tying it into the end when they play ball i mean this right this episode was written very well there's very few moments that i felt were really weak. It was so intense and so constant and just so energetic. I, I was surprised they got it all done in an hour. Like uh, this yes. is the kind of thing you normally would see like a two parter. Uh, uh, and, and to be honest, I kind of wish we had more of Neil Patrick Harris over the course of all three episodes because he is so fun. And I, I know that, I mean, spoilers, it was the doctor best, the doctors best him and he goes away. The good news is we know that that's not the end of the story ever. Just like the master, you know, was trapped in a golden tooth, but then some mysterious woman picks up the golden tooth. Like, oh, <laughs> they're going to bring they're going to bring people back. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping can. there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm hoping that's the ha- so originally because they did that exact scene before when his ring fell off when the doctor oh, burned his body right. and a, a right. woman grabbed grabbed his ring and you could hear him laughing this time the hand grabbing the the tooth 
you hear all of them laughing because there was Missy was in there. Um, oh, really? Uh, the, yeah, you all huh. uh, the most recent one. They're on like one of the old ones. All of their laughs were all all their giggles were overlaying each other. And so That's what's cool. funny is when they originally did that scene where a woman grabs the ring, somebody asked uh, RTD if like who was who grabbed the ring. And he jokingly said the hand of the Ronnie. So it's funny you say that because as you're just, you're, you're reminding me of this, although I don't remember who, did they ever show who grabbed the ring previously or no? So, yes. So originally it was, it was the master's technically the master's companion uh, who played his fake wife. Right. The wife. Um, Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Right. So, but the Ronnie, for those who don't know, and I really hope that he's joking, but he's not joking. The Ronnie is a, is another time Lord that was kind of, used a few times and in, in the audio dramas used a lot and she's an evil time. She's, she's not Missy because she's not the master, but she is no. kind of Missy esque. And so when Missy was announced and we didn't know, I don't think we knew her name was Missy <laughs> or something. A lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of people thought that she was the Ronnie. So, yeah. And, and the thing is I actually rewatched an episode of the, the last episode she was physically in. And that was, um, she's more like, so where's the master is kind of like chaos. And he can and chaos and control. Um, she is so science obsessed to a almost like terrifying level. Like the she she's willing to use entire planets to experiment on. So uh, I'd be very interested if he does make good on that. But that's what he so. said back then. Now we're not sure who it is. I um, mean, but it, it yeah, but, it, it could play out yeah. any which way they want. But like we do know that there is this. The did they say he who waited or he, so they- yeah so so here's here's kind of like the the penultimate thing of why I loved Neil Patrick Harris is because the toy maker was honestly I felt like the toy maker was too big he was too big and too flashy to leave running around for an entire season what we're dealing with is a combination of the doctor's consequences from uh wild uh, wild blue yonder where he played the game at the edge of the universe and brought in the toy maker. It, it attracted the toy maker into the universe. And now we've got the toy maker having essentially been running rampant for God knows how long and just messing with everything. We've, he said his legion, his legions are on the way. You've got he who waits some, something out there that was so scary. The, the toy maker was too scared to mess with. Uh, and then you have like the, 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 the two the master the master sealed in the tooth that's somewhere out there uh, so you've got you've got all these things and and RTD has announced that he said this season's going to be very very different because there's going to be some fantasy elements sprinkled in more not just like so there's usually a sci-fi explanation as to why like it's usually an alien or some kind of mutation or a science experiment this time around he said there's going to be actual full-on fantasy um fantasy uh elements and if you've watched the trailer for the christmas special apparently it deals with goblins yeah Um, i remember hearing him say this and i'm sitting there like there has been fantasy in doctor who before this is not new it is true that a lot of times there's like a little little teeny little explanation that's like oh well blah 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 blah. that means it's this and so it sort of explains why it's not really fantasy it's rfc clark anything uh significantly advanced is is indistinguishable from magic whatever but like fantasy has been in doctor who before and so i was a little 
I was a little surprised he said it that, but, but then I watched the trailer for, like you said, the, um, the Christmas special. And I'm like, well, those are full on goblins. All right, cool. But like, yeah, they're goblins. Goblins aren't an alien race. You're telling me you're just going to flat out go, Oh no, this is mythical goblins. Although, did you watch not just the trailer? Did you watch the musical number that they released? I did. I did the watch Goblins the musical number. Song? I don't remember what the, the song is. The it's about eating Eat baby? eating babies. It's labyrinth. Yes. Did you it's freaking catch? So it's so good. It's labyrinth. There's a goblin 100%. king. I mean, this is a little spoiler for something that hasn't come out yet, but it's on the internet. Uh, it's a, it's a goblin king, and he's talking about eating a baby, and there's a bunch of freaking goblins. One of which is very. I mean, they're they're goblins, so they're not like strongly uh gendered but like there is a goblin moment little little aside and this very masculine presenting goblin is like he can eat me he makes me <laughs> swoon and i was just yes. about to lose my mind so so all that to say fantasy is sure why not doctor who can take fantasy and that's fine i am curious to see what they do with it and like you mm-hmm. were saying all of these little Things that they're planting seeds for over his maybe three years or however long he uh, Russell wants to write. It's it's interesting. He's seeding it now in this in this moment by having the uh, toy maker sort of talk about the the minions or legions that are coming and and then yeah all these other things and the he they who wait or he who waits. So all of that's exciting. All of it's like total nerd bait, right? But oh, yeah. what else about this episode? Like what what what, what do we? We know what we love. Was there anything like like a little note, any disappointments, any little things we haven't scratched yet? For me, I you know, honestly, uh, I think I have to go with I have to go with my complaint whenever I love something so much is that I didn't get enough. <laughs> like like like, but what's funny is I got it. I honestly, this sated my David Tennant, Catherine Tate itch. I've been having like, like the, a natural conclusion for Donna and like her family. And we could get radio dramas or like we could get later stories about him traveling with Rose. Um, we could actually have them come back. Like the way they leave it open is so good. But at the same time, I, it's that line where she's like, she's like, do you miss it? And he's like, you know, all those fights and battles and everything I fought for. He's like, it was for this. And when he looks at her and tells her he's never been more happy in his life. And I'm, and he calls like, he like, like they're his family, like his Rose is his niece. Um, so like that whole thing that almost opens up. I would love to see some, so e- even just some one shots the little uh, like mini sods they do on YouTube. I would love to see just a day in the life of, uh, especially with Donna, Donna getting a job with unit. Like I, I feel like we have to see them at some point again, but it's just going to be reserved for like a special or something. But honestly, I am, that was like a cherry on top for me. That, that made me really happy. Um, and, and like, so yeah, like I said, I just kind of wanted more, <laughs> Yeah, I wanted a little bit more time. Um, I'm super excited for the Christmas special to actually get some time with Shooty um, and meet the new companion, um, R- Ruby. I'm Ruby really Road. excited. To- or Ruby, Ruby Sunday. Road. Ruby or Sunday. Ruby Ruby Gold. No, I think it's Ruby Sunday. Double check that. Uh, the, the the episode's name is the Church on Ruby Road, ah. um, which she was, I guess, abandoned at. So there's a a bit of a mystery about his female companion. Who would write such a thing? 
See, um, I can be fine with her being an orphan. Like, <laughs> that's fine. I don't need another Clara. Yeah, it's Ruby Sunday. Um, yeah. yeah, Ruby Sunday. So, so I'm, I, I, I'm I'm glad excited. you want more. I'm glad you want more. And I, I totally agree. I think this this moment will give fans alone so much to play with and make their own little Dr. Rose, Dr. Mel. We haven't mentioned Mel, the companion from oh, the uh, was so sixth sweet. era, sixth doctor era. Sixth um, doctor. Like Mel's great. Love that she gets her, her recognition and seems like she's going to be a returning character, which I'm thrilled about. And I'm also like, of all the companions you picked, Mel, but also Mel, <laughs> that's great. Um, she's really fun. Uh, I think is it Bonnie Langford. Is that her her name? Um, um I believe name. it is Bonnie Langford. Yes, yeah, you're right. Melanie as been, Melanie Bush. She's been great. So I'm 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 she has a great part in this whole uh, special too. I think uh I had a uh, another little just whatever um about thing that I just that didn't like, but Oh, no, you know what? Let's screw that. I don't care. It's, 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 it's probably gone. I love that they kept Wolf around. I thought they were going to kill him off. Instead, yeah. they're, like, they're like, no, wait, no, no, don't do that. You don't need you don't need to kill Wolf off just because the actor died. You can say, oh, he's off shooting moles. And of course, the shooting the moles. Part was, he's like, hey, I gave doctors. I gave the moles the force fields because I love moles. And like that. And it was a vegan reference uh, made my boyfriend very happy because, you know, Animal cruelty is not something that someone who's a vegan is very uh, thrilled about, and um, that's fair and also true. So it was like, yay, nice, good representation. Um, oh, I know one thing. Okay, there's one thing. The end of the sort of the the prize where he, the fifteenth doctor <laughs> takes out the clown hammer, which I uh-huh. always appreciate a good clown hammer. It hits the TARDIS and makes a copy. Okay, great, that's ridiculous, but I love it. Then. He takes the door and he opens it. And actually, was it? It wasn't Shooty who did it. It was um, Tenant, I think, who did it. And it's like wheelchair <laughs> accessible. Like I was like, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about that. Yes, of course, great. Love the idea. Should have been done years and millennia ago, right? But maybe don't call attention to it like the way you did, because it almost <laughs> makes it a little grandstandy. And I'm not going to say the p word. Because that's not what happens, but it, it just <laughs> takes you it, – it can take you out of the story for a hot second and you just go, oh, I see what you're doing there. And that's – I like that. I obviously approve of the idea of this, but just maybe reveal it in a story beat. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think there was a better way to do that. But love the idea, of course, obviously should have been done a long time ago. Um, gosh, yeah. Oh, and the fa- also fun note. Shudigatwa spent all of what, like 15 minutes that he's in the episode in his underwear. Yes. Great choice. <laughs> made sense from the, from the story. Totally made sense. Also, uh, creepy ass puppetry in this, the, what's his name? Stooky Bill. Creepy. Uh, Stooky Bill. Yeah. Uh, Stooky's Bill's family. Holy fuck. That's creepy. <laughs> and then we talked about the puppets, but yeah, basically this is the shade throwing. I, I, I alluded to. The only companions they mention are Moffat's companions. It was, it was, uh, yes, thank you. It was Amy, <laughs> it was Clara, and it was Bill. No mention of any of the companions from, uh, 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 what's his name? Chibnall's era of Jody's. Oh, Chibnall's, yeah, own Chibnall's era. So, like, but I also know that Moffat and David Russell, they're, they're fast friends. I do not believe it was shade of a like really like shade it was playful shade in any way yeah. it was like meant to be like kind of probably a little bit of a, a well dig. and to be fair they all got away alive and and fine i mean 
yes. <laughs> they, this is, they all. This is probably part of the the rib is like listen, <laughs> Moffat, because I think there is a joke somewhere that when was it? Uh, uh, what's his uh, the, the Game of Thrones guy? Um, John. Um, uh, no. Peter Jackson, not, not Peter oh, Jackson. Um, that guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, I don't know why I can't think of it. I can picture him clear as day. Uh, from Portlandia, actually. He's in the first episode. As a, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, he walks into a bar. Russell Day, uh, not Russell Davis. Um, the joke Stephen actually Moffitt. might be Stephen Moffat and um, uh, he who shall not be named uh, Whedon. Uh, you know, and everybody dies basically. So the joke is the, all the characters love to kill people, but which is fine, which is all part of a uh, HR George, George R. R. Martin. See, there the brain we got, got there. eventually, but yeah, no, it's playful. It's good. So yeah, I think none of the, none of the stuff was bad. There were a few moments that maybe held together by the thinnest of threads, like the whole explanation of the giggle and how it was stuck in all the screens. And, and that's the typical doctor who hand wavy. Sure. That works. Why not? Don't think about it too hard do appreciate any good music notation references and especially little music being part of the clue. I, I do appreciate that. So mm-hmm. the fact that his giggle was the nice arpeggio also love. Um, but the explanation is like, all right, sure. Oh, Oh God. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm on a roll. Stop me whatever you want. <laughs> One more thing. This is the last thing I'll talk about this episode. I swear music besides the music's great. Social commentary. The, oh. this is when RTD nails it because his doctor who and his other writings of course as well but his doctor who has such great biting social commentary this giggle causing everybody to be convinced that they're right and the way they depicted that and the little moments including the zdex that thank kate leffridge stewart uh what's her not vanessa redgrave i think uh i might have gotten her first name wrong because she's related to the other redgrave uh but Uh, kate Gemma Redgrave. Gemma, Gemma Redgrave. Um, <clears throat> Vanessa Redgrave's her older sister, I think. Um, anyway, like great, great actress demonstrated like this rant, this Twitter. Oh my God. Elon Musk level rant that we see now on the, on not even the daily on the minute. Secondly. Um, and, and that how made everyone me is so, so nervous. That made me what? so nervous because then when he's like, all right, turn it back on and she snatches it off her arm and I'm like, oh God, oh, please stop her. Like Kate's been pretty consistent for a while in Doctor Who and like, I'm like, I love her so much. I'm like, please don't let anything happen to Kate. Oh, no, 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 for sure. She's amazing and Unit's awesome and I'm glad it's back. But that social commentary was so spot on about the mm-hmm. nonsense that we're in right now that I was even impressed that. I think it's during the doctor's rant about humans and mm-hmm. they this and they that and they cancel. Oh, sorry. No, oh, no this was, that was this the was toy maker to, talking about how much he, how all the games he loves yes, the, the human games, race the playing, games, which I, I, I appreciate that, that Russell, that was a brave choice because he could get called out for it. And what's interesting is he had an actor who has also been canceled because of, uh, I guess he, I guess uh, Neil Patrick Harris had a Christmas party, some or Halloween party maybe. And it was the year Amy Winehouse died. And like he had a cake made. that was the body of Amy Winehouse. Oh no. I thought it was, I thought it was um, John Barrowman exposing him, like oh, flashing people on that set. Too. That's another good example of someone who did some stump stupid shit and got ca- canceled. But like the point is, Dealing with that in this social, in this doctor, in this freaking the kids adventure sci-fi fantasy show, but with a message that's like, 
maybe we don't all have to be right all the time. Maybe we need to learn humility and be patient with people as they make mistakes, especially publicly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, gee, isn't that an interesting message to sneak into this Disney Plus aired, <laughs> wildly popular progressive show that, you know, is, 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 is an important message. So I was very, very, very pleased the way he merges those two in this one doesn't always work as well. Like I said, the, the wheelchair thing was kind of a take you out of it for a second. Again, though, I completely am glad it's there. Um, though I, I am curious the next time, like when it actually gets used, I'm kind of wondering when that'll be like, they could have just had, what's your name? Roll on in. Like, Hey, I want to check something out. And then she rolls in like, yeah, that would have been show. Don't tell. You know what I mean? Um, Anyway, so all that to say, love the giggle. Great episode. I want so badly for it to be Christmas, though. That also means I'll have done a lot of shopping and I'm not and be ready for it. I'm totally not uh, (laughs) right now. So it can't just be Christmas immediately. Uh, But yeah, no, it's just um, I'm so thrilled Doctor Who's back. And I'm so thrilled that this amazingly queer man, Shooty is uh, playing an amazingly queer and in touch with his emotions doctor who dances on in a, in a club with a, with a kilt kilt on. Oh. I, I, I'm like, I said, I love when he's, when he's explaining what he's doing with the hammer and he's just like, he's like, we won, we get a prize, honey, honey, honey. <laughs> when is the doctor ever said, honey? I mean, and I know people, I can hear it in my head. The people who are losing their ever living shit, because of all this great, what they would think is woke agenda bullshit, whatever. Oh. Like it's this is finally a moment that those of us who are queer, like Russell, who who have long believed the Doctor is more than just some cis hetero whatever whatever. Like you know, it defies the bounds of those terms completely. Has been uh, gender queer for a long long time. Like. Like uh-huh. that, he finally gets to have this moment and share this with the community. It's, it's uh, yes, it's it, and it's well, and this, and I was going to say this will be the last thing I saw on it. It's it's cleaning house. I mean, because here's the fun, here's the best part. Here's the delicious thing that he's done for the for the characters that dislike Rose just because like it's a trans character that's in the show. David Tennant's doctor is forever linked to her now because that's his favorite niece. Mm-hmm. So if he does ever come back. Rose will most definitely be coming back. Yeah, so I did guess see, what? I know you're, I did see somebody criticize. Actually, this is interesting. I'm glad you brought this up because this I did see a piece that criticized the fact that with this moment of having a black doctor, you're still like keeping like an exit strategy where you have the white doctor sticking around. So you're right, and, and I and I don't subscribe to that. It's an interesting viewpoint, and that they're totally entitled to that. I don't have to be right about this for sure. But like I, it, it was to me more important that yes, he's got this trans niece that is very uh, tied to the mythology of the show in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is uh, it is cleaning house. It is sort of really, really making it clear that this show is not for the close-minded, not for people who always have to be right, you know. So yep. yay. So yeah, it was, I was, I was, it's, I'm super excited. Like I'm beyond excited. Actually, I just saw an article 
that just said the most powerful scene to me is the doctor finally being kind to himself. <laughs> it was like, ooh, self care, self care, <laughs> man. You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta, you gotta sometimes take a st- stop. Go to go to France. Just just pick up all your shit. <laughs> take your best family friends and just go to France. Oh, and Mel stops by. Uh, crazy Aunt Mel just stops by France. That's that, that's a I thing love that happens it. in Europe, in the the promised well, land of of Europe. Well, she she took a Zingo, apparently, which is like, I'm, I'm guessing some sort of space transportation service. It sounds like something so. out of Douglas Adams. But but I mean, that 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 fits that era of Colin Baker, where everything was a very spacey sci-fi 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fit, that fits. Mad Ant Mel. All right. Well, everybody, that is it for us. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to let us know. If you want to adhere to Brian's challenge of finding out how you you pronounce um, RTD's last name, then please let us know. For the love of God, let us know. Uh, feel free to send us a message on any of our socials at flameonshow.com, flame on, at flameonshow on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so, yeah. So with that, allons-y. 